And welcome in. It's the Mostly Magic Podcast. Jake Chapman here with you. My guest for the program this week is uh, the first repeat offender. He is the first player who has now been on the podcast twice. I don't know if Mo even remembers. It was a year ago, just about, uh, that we sat down and chatted. Mo Wagner is my guest uh, on the Mostly Magic Podcast this week. Mo, I was just thinking about it. It was it was right about a year ago. You had been with the team only about a week or two, and we sat down and chatted. And um, and a year later now, I mean, you were obviously in a much more kind of precarious situation. I don't think you knew necessarily if Orlando was going to be your home for the next season. We talked about your brother getting drafted. You had no idea he would be drafted here and that you guys would get a chance to play with each other. But if you think back the last calendar year and the way it's gone for Mo Wagner, uh, what jumps out at you? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, obviously, uh, um, that summer was crazy. Uh, that, that, that whole phase that you were talking about, well, I didn't really know I was on my way home already, you know, and then Jeff gave us a call and that was pretty cool, um, to get an opportunity again that year. Um, and then the Olympics happened too. And during the Olympics, my brother gets drafted to the magic, uh, where I was not certain, but I, I wanted to go back to the magic. So it was a lot happening. And then this year, obviously, has been kind of cool, too, living together with my brother, um, sharing a place, having the family over a lot. And, uh, yeah, also developing on the court, growing together is, is a very cool experience. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, the Pistons game, you guys are both in the starting lineup together. Was that is that the first time you've ever been in a starting lineup with your brother before? Yeah, I never played with my brother before this year. I mean, uh, people forget, like, we're almost five years apart. Yeah. That's just enough to kind of miss out on playing together in any youth group, you know, um, college, whatever, high school. So this is my first time for me, too, to play with him. And um, obviously, that was – it kind of makes it a little, like, corny, but that's part of it, right? Uh, we didn't try to – blow it out of proportion but it's obviously a cool thing um to say that two bro- brothers has, have started together i'm sure your parents blew it out of proportion just a little no. bit right i ho- i mean honestly i think everything is so crazy for them that they're trying to like rationalize them everything a little bit which i highly recommend because then it's less drama in our household um <laughs> and more calm and peace so but no i think everything also that we live together, like, and we're on the same team. We always try to remind each other that that's not normal and we should appreciate this. You've been, there was a game earlier in the season. I wish I could remember which one it was um, where Jalen said on the walk-off that it was you who challenged him at halftime and told him, you know, you're a bad blank and blank and right. And then and I, don't know, I, I don't curse. So you don't curse. No, of course not. Clearly I, not. I, I, um, on the, on the radio broadcast that I produce and host, I, I never, we never pick you up underneath the, <laughs> under, underneath the hoops. Uh, no, never. Um, the process of, of, of watching Franz, I mean, has it surprised you? Like, I, cause I know that you, you sort of take it, you're, you're one of the pump up guys on the team. You are one of the, you know, I'm going to make you believe in yourself, even if you don't type of guys. And I could see you doing that with Jalen. What's that like with your brother? Do you have to remind him at times like, bro, you are so good. You don't even know what it is you can do in this league yet. He's just so talented, but he's so cool, calm and collected. Do you try to light that fire with him at times? No, not really. I mean, it's so interesting because those questions would never come up if you, if you didn't play on the same team, right? Like our relationship 
obviously goes way beyond being teammates. So these these things aren't really topic if we're not in the heat of the game. Right. And even then, like I don't I don't try to do, make him do anything because what, what what the heck do I know? Like I I just try like to me as a big brother when I watch him be frustrated, I try him to kind of sometimes I leave him alone too because I know exactly in that state like there's nothing you can do i feel the same way sometimes because right. i know him really well sometimes i do say some words of encouragement or some but honestly i didn't need really need to that much this year just because and i wouldn't to go back to your question i wouldn't say i'm surprised that he's capable of doing all these things and that he's playing this he has this vet type game you know where he's yeah. very um, calm and he looks like a veteran almost on the court um, that doesn't surprise me. What what has surprised me is the consistency with uh, what he – because I think that's the biggest key or that's the biggest frustration for young players in this league, including myself, um, to, to – everybody's capable but to do it every night. That's a whole different thing. And he's impressed me on that, on that end of for sure. Um, and, yes, yeah, guy's the limit. And I'm very excited for him. But our relationship with – like goes way beyond basketball. So I try to limit those conversations, you know, um, and kind of keep it on a, on a, on a brother, on a brotherly note. And, um, and he has his own game. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it his entire life. And uh, I'd rather shut up about it. You know, it's gotta be fun though. It's gotta be cool to watch him, you know, like the, the, the rookie of the month award and, um yeah gosh i remember last year you know talking to you and for one thing the first i asked you who would win one-on-one -on -one, and you said you'll beat his ass um hey. i still believe that honestly okay. I, I mean <laughs> of course i would but yeah i mean it is definitely cool it's it, uh, it makes me super happy i wouldn't say it makes you proud because that only always implements that i have something to do with it like right it's it, the way he's going about his business on a daily basis and he People forget, like I forget it. Sometimes he's 20 years old, you know. So um, it isn't amazing. And I know, I know him as a baby. You know, to see him as a basketball player, like I don't even want to know what my parents feel like. Um, so it's it's pretty amazing to watch. Well, I was thinking about that the other night. Jalen didn't play, but but with Franz and you know RJ is what a year older than them, and you're not much older than all these guys. You know, when the Warriors come and it's Clay and it's Draymond. I mean, you guys were in middle school and in high school in 2015, when these guys started winning championships, oh, that win, a win over the Warriors, over guys that you, you almost grew up watching. Does that go further than maybe some of the other wins? I mean, what, what was that experience like? And does it mean more when you're playing against guys like Clay and Draymond, who you've, who you've been watching since before you were in the league? Honestly, like not really, because as to me, it doesn't because the beauty of the league is not being able to win one time against a good team yeah. because everybody has a bad day or everybody has a good day. And again, like everybody is capable, like every player in the league is really, really good. So that's not the beauty of it or the, 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 the secret of it. I think the, the secret of winning in the league is actually then being able to go on a back to back to Oklahoma and win that game as well afterwards, right. Right. you know, and kind of move on quick. Um, but there are there are days, obviously, where I, I remember having a moment with Wendell, I think after the Timberwolves game, where we played very convincingly and we won very, very convincingly and it felt real. Like, And we were like, yeah, that's the future, you know? Like, mm. this is our approach. Like, if we look at these things, everybody did this job to perfection and this is how it's supposed to look in next year, the year after that. 
and that's what we aspire to do on a daily basis. Um, and I, I, that's definitely in the back of our heads, I would say. How um, how difficult has it been to not get used to losing, to 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 keep every loss as and meaning as much as the other ones have? Because there have been a lot of them this year. Uh, somebody asked me that after a game when we had just lost, and like it, it's really hard sometimes to take the high road on cursing and stuff. Like you ain't gotta tell me to be getting not getting used to losing. You know what I mean? Like that as a competitor, like that, that it pisses me off every night and should. Yeah. Um, and I think every single one of us have feels that way in some, in some type, obviously it's important to keep the long-term narrative alive. You know, you don't want to, in your mind, you don't want to get too high, too low. Um, you want to take practice days just as serious as game days and kind of have your topics that you grow on constantly and you can't, I don't know. You can't lose that sight by losing and winning. You can't get too high and too low. It sounds boring, but that's the position we are in. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the long-term picture matters most right now. But honestly, as a competitor, like I'm mad when I lose in practice too, you know, that's just how it goes. And you don't get used to that ever. How, what about with you specifically, the the consistency and – I mean, I, I love watching you play because you're you irritate guys, frankly, and and I, and I mean I mean that lovingly. <laughs> like, you yeah. are, you know, but but that I, and I'm sure Coach Mosley and staff have talked about kind of harnessing that, right? You, you know, you burn hot, and if you burn hot and you pick up two quick personal fouls, you're not helping the team necessarily. How do you kind of channel channel the way that you play and that passion that you play with? Yeah, I mean, it's a great challenge. It's a great challenge. I've I've had my entire life, but this year, obviously, it's come to a pinnacle where people hold me accountable on a daily basis, and I have a lot of conversations about it and also a lot of practice on practicing it, you know. Um, and to me, my biggest takeaway from this year is, too, like I don't want to be known for being on social media because I got into it with some player. Like I don't want my phone to blow up after games because of that. I want people to know me for playing really well on the court and being a good basketball player. So that's kind of where it clicked, where I was like, okay, I, this is kind of annoying. You know, I'm not here to mess with other people. I try to play as well as I can and try to produce and be a good teammate on these things. And if people still don't like me, that's not my problem. But right. I'm trying to kind of grow as a basketball player here. And I'm that's a daily challenge for me in practice, uh, in games, and to be consistent with that, um, I spend a lot of energy on that. And people around me spend a lot of energy trying to teach me. So, uh, which I'm very grateful for. Well, but I think I think you're seeing it, right? Like, I think, because I think you can't strip away that element of your game because that is part of what makes you unique. For sure. Right? So you yeah. have to emphasize it. And then again, if you weren't shooting the ball the way you've been shooting it and doing all the other things – you wouldn't have the opportunity to, to piss anybody off anyways, right? You, you wouldn't be on the floor. So it does. It, they, they kind of go hand in hand. I can imagine it's probably kind of difficult, but I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to blow past the lead. You've been, you've been producing, you've been playing well, you've been knocking down shots and doing all the other things. And then the, you know, the, the irritant part of it is just, it's just a small part of it the role you play Mo is necessary on this team. I mean, I, and I think it's necessary on good teams to have a guy who's willing to go out there and, and, and stick up for his teammates. No, for sure. But there's a, there's a balance to that, right? Like there's a, um, 
if that becomes the intention, um, I think it, it, you're going the wrong direction. It's more the, the first intention is to help your teammates, you know, and um, to bring energy off the bench in my situation or whatever position you are in. And to do that even on days when you don't have it. Um, and I'm, I'll be honest, towards the end of the season, there are more and more days when you know, okay, you're not making the playoffs and people annoy you with off-season planning already. And you're like, what is going on? I still got 10 games and you guys still got to find that energy. Like there are more days where you don't feel it sometimes and you got to produce that energy because it's part of your job. And then also like going back to what I just said, um, yes, I want to bring energy and you want to, you want to still have that, you know, you can't cut that out because that's again, makes me valuable in some sense. So it's finding the right balance, the right mix, the sweet spot, as people say. And that's a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Tell me about practice. Uh, I can imagine you and Wendell have probably had uh, some moments. <laughs> What's it been like watching him? Because I've seen in the last six weeks or so, a little bit of nasty come out of him. You know, he's starting to he's starting to gain conf- I, don't, I don't know if it's confidence, but he you can tell on the floor um, the hard work is paying off and he's out there, you know, establishing himself a little bit more. And there is a little bit of a, a snarl to him over the course of these last couple of weeks. For sure. And I mean, with his ability, like uh, people applauded him when he like av- had 30 against OKC. And I was like, dude, like with your ability, you should be doing this every night or not producing that way. I'm just saying that that mentality, you know, sometimes it's not going to go your way. Sometimes they're going to send two at you. It's just how it is, but that should be your mentality every night, just because he's capable of doing it with his strength, with his skill set, with his IQ. Um, And I think he's been doing a great job of also not on the court leading, but also speaking up and kind of setting the tone for our uh, aggressiveness on and off the court and in the practice as well. And um, yeah, I'm very privileged to be able to go against them in practice. That's, that's like, that makes it better as a player, you know, and it's fun. We don't really get into it that much because it's all love, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's a beauty to watch. Like he's still so young. We all young, but to see him dominate like that. And it makes me excited for the coming years for him. Tell me about Coach Mosley. You guys are young. It's been it, it, it's obviously a year for growth and and for learning experiences. Um, the, the optimism that he brings and and the the work ethic and and I think the mantras. I mean, he's been very consistent. It seems. What's it been like uh, learning uh, Coach Mosley's way and uh, and how much of a pleasure has it been? Well, I, I said this this year because this year was the kind the first uh, first time in my life where I was like put in a position to kind of view from the bench a little bit and try to teach others or like just try to put myself in a veteran role a little bit and kind of get used to that feeling and sitting with the coaches during games sometimes I've I've come to the conclusion that that is a huge challenge to to come to to uh, to every practice to every game with a with an improving mindset saying with a being that patient especially with young players and uh, I've said this multiple times to most of the assistant coaches like I don't know how y'all do that because I imagine it being very difficult and Mose leads that you know like his 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 patience is insane like I, I don't know how he does it um probably it requires a lot of meditating I don't know but <laughs> it's it's pretty impressive and he keeps us on track uh, we practice really hard, even though we're not making the playoffs. You know, it's about the long-term picture. 
Um, and I think he's very locked in on that. And um, yeah, his patience and his his focus on the right mindset is uh, is pretty cool to be a part of that group uh, met by him. Um, I got to ask you about the Villanova Wildcats. Um, I don't know if you see my my uh, flag. Villa, my... Villa no fun. Villa I heard no that's fun. <laughs> that's like a saying of Michigan. So yeah, uh, we haven't had a good and uh, in, in the tournament they have not been good for us. So. No, no. Are you? I, I will say this though. I will say this. We watched the game yesterday and we were impressed by. They didn't go away, man. Seat. They kept fighting. Yeah, but as an 11 seed to be this poised and well coached as they are, uh, they just missed a bunch of layups and easy shots that they usually make, and you can't do that against the second seed, against a team that's that w well coached and plays this well like Villanova does. And um, they had a shot, but I think they had a great season, and um, yeah. The sky's the limit for that program every year. So. How juice does it get? You? Do, you, do you go back to 2018 when you watch these games, or are you uh, is, is that another world now? It's crazy to me because, like, when you're playing it, it's so different because it's like it goes by in a blur, and you don't really think about the tournament itself. You just think about your own path. You know, it's it's weird. Um, but obviously, you're into it way more, into the media coverage, what happens where. And I've kind of lost a little touch to it, I'll be honest, just because you're so overwhelmed with your own stuff yeah. and try to lock in. But and we, I watch a lot more NBA now than I uh, watch uh, college basketball. But um, obviously, Michigan is always fun to watch. And uh, I identify myself as a Wolverine and being part of that family is so special. So, um, yeah, I love that. All right. Well, I'm a Buckeye, but Big Ten love. We'll represent the conference. That's, it's all good. Let's keep this to you for some of <laughs> yeah. Uh Last thing, bro, like, and I appreciate the time. Um, no problem. What, what reasonably can be accomplished these last uh, handful of games? A couple W's, some, some good, you know, what does it mean? What would it mean? Let me phrase it this way. What would it mean to finish on a good note and head into the offseason? Everybody goes their separate ways with, uh, with kind of some positive vibes. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's kind of what we've been touching on already. Um, I think to kind of keep this rolling, this this uh, mindset of development and growing, everybody has his own topics and what he wants to get better at and needs to get better at for this team to, to grow, you know, and to keep moving into that direction. I wouldn't put a number on wins on that. Obviously, winning is fun. But if you don't make the playoffs, who cares? You know, it's like more... Obviously, you care about winning. I just don't like that. I'm not, it's not going to change my mindset now if it's four, three, or seven, eight wins. Um, yep. It's uh, you, you, you're trying to play together. And what, what's difficult on, on teams that don't win a lot and towards the end of the season, and I think we've been doing a good job of it, is um, and it's supernatural that people go and do their own agenda, uh, kind of do their own plan because why lock in now? Um, it's over anyway. So I think we've been doing a pretty good job of staying together and kind of going towards a common goal. And if we kept, if we keep that alive for the last, I think, eight games or nine, whatever it is, um, that would be a, a big accomplishment, I would say. And, um, yeah, 
just last thing is there is there anything you can point to because i i've we've i've been a part of a lot of losing seasons and you guys genuinely it does seem have stuck together you keep fighting you're very happy for each other it doesn't matter who gets the shine or or whatever i mean everybody's had moments this year and it seems like everybody's been really stoked for everybody else when those moments have occurred What's the key to that? Is it just a good group of guys? Is it is it Coach Mosley on down? Is there is there any sort of secret sauce there? Well, I do think it starts with a group of guys. I do think also given by our age, everybody is very um, – we're getting along with everybody. Everybody is very close, um, and I do think that is part of it. Um, then led by our coaches, they do a phenomenal job of – keeping things simple but very clear on what we're trying to improve on, which is important too for us, I think, to keep the focus straight forward. And um, then obviously a common willingness to kind of, I don't know, pull on the same strength and, 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 and compete together and grow together. And I think that's everybody who came here this year had that in mind, you know, to grow together. And that now it's on us to kind of finish that this year and then going into the offseason with the same mindset. What do I have to improve on in order to help this team long term? And um, yeah, I think then we'll be fine eventually. Well, it's been it's been fun to watch. You guys are a really good group. Um, obviously, the wins haven't showed up yet, but they're coming uh, soon. I know. And and thank you for the way you play, bro. Like I, as a radio broadcaster, I love watching somebody who <laughs> who fights. I love watching somebody who 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 hits the Appreciate deck that. in game number sixty eight when you got fifteen wins to have a guy hitting the deck. For 50-50 balls ringing the bell, um, it's uh, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. People in, in Central Florida have appreciated. So uh, thanks so much that. for uh, for you. the time, certainly. And uh, we'll talk again down the road, all right? Thank you. Have all a right, good one. Is. Mo Wagner, Jake Chapman here with you. It's been the Mostly Magic Podcast. We're back next week with another edition. Until then, have a great week, everybody.